3: The Jesse Kelly Show, let's have some fun. Why am I so hard on the right? Well, we have a headline here. It's going to seem unrelated, but I will tie it in in just a moment. Grocery prices could rise 10 to 14% by October. Why am I so hard on the right? I will explain in a moment. We have women. They're not coming back to the workforce. Is that a bad thing? We have Kurt Schlichter coming up to make us laugh an hour and a half from now. And the town hall heard round the world. Joe Biden's town hall was a disaster last night. So bad. I have uh, inside sources, I'll put it that way, that were telling me, Joe Biden's staffers turned off the television in the White House during the town hall. <laughs> so all that and more is coming up tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. It's going to be fun. But first, why am I so hard on the right? I, you hear me criticize the right as much as you hear me criticize the communists, right? I'm not hesitant to do it. I'm constantly calling out the weakness and the cowardice. It drives me insane. Here's why. This article, grocery prices could rise 10 to 14% by October. That's a a grocery chain CEO was warning that. Because we've already got, look, we've already got inflation over 5%. So that's a big deal. 10% increase in grocery bills. The reality of that is there are many, 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 many people listening to my voice right now that either have already or will have to make lifestyle adjustments because of these price increases. These are affecting how people live. It's affecting how people travel. It's affecting people's relationships. Can't afford to go see mom and dad. It's affecting people's health if you get down to a low enough income level because people aren't going to get enough nutrition. People are going to make different medical decisions. A 10% increase in, increase in groceries is a big deal, especially when you couple that with the increase in gas, the increase in construction supplies. This is a big deal. So I know what you're thinking. Well, Jesse, what, what does this have to do with the right? Allow me to explain. When coronavirus hit our shores and everybody pushed the panic button, and I mean, virtually everybody, maybe you didn't, maybe you did. If you did, don't beat yourself up over it. I hope you've learned your lesson. But everybody pushed the panic button. And I was one of the very few national voices, pundits or politicians on the right, as soon as they announced they were going to, quote, shut down the economy, pause the economy, 15 days to slow the spread, all that, I lost my mind. I absolutely flew into a rage about it and said, are you out of your mind? This is not some tiny African village with 30 cattle. This is a 330 million human being economy, a $20 trillion economy with more moving parts than you or I could ever count. And those moving parts all lock together in various ways. This has to move with this. this has to arrive here, or else this can't go from there to that. It's just more complicated than you can imagine than I can imagine. It's beyond us. You don't point a remote control at that and hit the pause button. You don't do it. the The amount of damage you will do by stopping your country from moving. By quarantining a bunch of healthy people is infinitely worse than the damage that could be done from a virus. Infinitely. It's not even close. Now, where am I going with this? What does this have to do with the right? Well, obviously, the left. All the communists on the left. Everyone in the media. I had actors and actresses. All of them screaming at me. You're a monster. You don't care about human lives. You don't care about grandma. Stop being so selfish. We're all in this together. Remember that? We're all in this together. Didn't you hear? Now that, that I can deal with. That, to be totally frank, because I'm a bit of a sick person, I like that. When the left comes down on me, anytime I've ever gotten in trouble with the left, and I'll have friends and family texting, are you doing okay? I'll explain, uh, I live for this. I'm having the time of my life. I, if they ever stop yelling at me, that then I'm not doing okay. So that I can deal with. What stunned me, stunned me, was how many friends of mine on the right, I'm talking radio people, TV people, Uh, congressmen, senators texted me privately. Of course, Jesse, are you nuts, man? Hey dude, are you, what's wrong with you? This, we have to shut down the economy. Haven't you heard millions could die? Jesse, what? Come on now. What are you doing? And then they went out there publicly. Hey, it's just a pause. Don't freak out. It's just a pause. And don't do this thing where you try to have a selective memory and pretend like it wasn't on the right. I remember. I was there. It was 90% of the politicians and pundits on the right saying, dude, hey, it's, we're all in this together. They to go home. It's just a pause. It's no big deal. We're going to overwhelm the hospitals. It's a bit, well, You have to go home. And, of course, eventually they came around after a month, two months, three months, Business owners are screaming, shutting down, suicide hotlines ringing off the hook, people who struggle with drug and alcohol addiction diving headlong back into that, kids weeping in front of their Zoom calls trying to learn math at school. Oh, yeah, eventually they all came around, and now I know who you are. I know all of you. I remember your names. Now they're all, these lockdowns are absurd. The Democrats did this. No, 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 no. Don't you dare. You did this. The reason I'm so hard on the right is this. On major thing after major thing after major thing after major thing, we have the system coming up with a narrative. A narrative that is specifically designed to attack you and me. And there's no part of our cultural system who will check them on this. You know, you listen to my show, you already know what I'm talking about. Cultures are made up of pillars. We have pillars in every society. Media, sports, uh, the the government, entertainment, all these things. These These are cultural pillars. Religion. We have lost all of our pillars to the communists. They now control all of them. The cultural Marxists control all of our pillars. What does that mean? It means now they can invent lies, as Joe Biden did several times last night, out of thin air. I mean, not even twists of the truth, outright lies. They can say gravity isn't real. They can say the sky is green. And every other part of the pillar, every other pillar in society will back them up on it. The reason I am so hard on the right, and I will always be so hard on the right, is the right is the only chance we have at getting some truth out there. The only chance we have is a unified right who stands up against the system and says, no, that's a lie. No, do not shut down your economy. Are you crazy? That's going to do way more harm than good. No, cops are not hunting down black men for sport. Are you crazy? No, there was no Russian collusion. No, the right must stand firm and time after time after time after time, they fall like a house of cards when the slightest breeze comes up and that's what's doing us in. That's the only chance we have to get truth out there is the right. And if the right doesn't have the guts and the spine to do it, we're not going to get it done and we're not going to be able to save this place. That's why I'm so hard on the right. I'm not done yet because we have more economic news and it's ugly. Hang on. Truth Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Do not forget. Do not forget. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the greatest day of the week, is it not? It is an Ask Dr. Jesse once again tomorrow here on The Jesse Kelly Show. I've decided no more guests on Friday. Unless it's some kind of special circumstance, I'm not even having my normal one guest. It's three hours of me, Chris. <laughs> what? That's what the people want. Email your questions. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line. And remember, for you new listeners, your questions do not have to be political on a Friday. They can be. That's totally fine. It can be about anything. Jobs, men, women, relationships, travel, food, animals fighting each other. Weird historical situations you love to put me in. Whatever it is, I answer it all on Friday. We have a blast on that day. I could give you the phone number so you could call in with your questions and we could answer your questions live on the phone. I could do that right now. I'm holding the phone number in front of me. I'm holding it in my hands, and you can't have it. You can't have it. I'm not giving it to you because you won't do well with it. I'm I'm saving you. I'm the dying parent who doesn't give their 15-year-old $50 million. I instead put it in a trust fund so maybe you can have it one day because you can't handle it now. If I gave you the phone number, you would call. And if you called, you would say things on the air. With millions of people listening, you would say things on the air like, Hi, Jesse. Hi, Bob. I love the show. Yes, Bob, I, I know. That's probably why you're on the phone. Uh, 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 it's, anyway, how are you? I'm good, Bob. What's your point? You must get to the point. And until I am a 1,000% confident, you won't drive the show right off a bridge when I take phone calls. I'm not taking them. Email your questions. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Why am I so hard on the right? Time after time after time, we have had these horribly, horribly dangerous, damaging, false narratives setting in in America, time after time. And it's easy for us to forget about this, but it was the right, a huge portion of the right pushing these narratives. Do you remember, do you remember how many people on the right initially said, you know, Jeff Sessions really did the smart thing, stepping aside for this Russian collusion hoax. I mean, so many people are saying it's real. We should at least look into it. Robert Mueller is a public servant, after all. He is a, hes lived a life of service. Oh yeah, I know. About a year into it, everyone on the right was finally on board, saying this is a sham. By then, it was too late. By then, it was too late. Time after time after time, I already talked about the, the St. George Floyd. I already talked about coronavirus. Let's talk about the election. The election initially. Look, we know something happened during the election. We're trying to do these audits and figure out what happened. I've, I've I've never been out here pushing conspiracy theories. I've never been out here being over the top of it. You've never heard me do that. But you, we know something happened. We have enough already. We know something happened. I mean, I'm looking at at headlines right here. Voting machines in Pennsylvania decertified after audit. Okay, I don't know whether that changed the election. We know something happened. You know who ran with the systems narrative right off the bat? The right. Pundits and politicians on the right. Many of them still to this day. Stop acting like anything weird happened in the election. It was the most secure ever. Well, you guys sound like nutjobs. I'm so hard on the right because the right is the only chance we have. Once a narrative has been set in, once, it be, once a narrative has been cemented in the minds of the public, it's virtually impossible, virtually impossible to make people see the truth. That's just the way we're wired. You're wired that way. I'm wired that way. Once you get to the point where you know something to be true, You know, you've been told it enough, you read it enough, you hear it enough, and you get to the point where you know something to be true. It's virtually impossible to get the human mind to change after that. That's just how we're built. How many people out there, tell me this, be honest, how many people out there today do you see that still have masks on their children? How many? I mean, not that I think I can change your mind. Maybe you've got masks on little, little, little Braden, Aiden, and Jaden in the backseat right now on your way to soccer practice. But you do know we have data now. We have a year and a half of data, and the year and a half of data says kids are at no risk from coronavirus. None. Your child is at greater risk of dying from a bee sting significantly than they do from coronavirus. They are. And yet you have parents out there. I see them all the time. Every time I go to the airport, you have parents out there masking up their kids, throwing gloves on their kids, face shields on their kids. How do you get to that point? Well, you know what, Chris? Go ahead.
0: Governor DeSantis was talking about mask mandates for kids uh, earlier this morning. And he said, we're not doing that in Florida. We need our kids to breathe. We need our kids to be able to be kids. He said it's terribly uncomfortable for them to do it. That obviously goes against the CDC guidance Mm -hmm. for kids under 12 who aren't vaccinated. And what the president said last night,
2: is that putting kids in Florida
4: at risk? Well, as a parent myself, and I know you are one, if I were a parent in Florida, that would be greatly concerning to me. Uh, Because kids under the age of 12 are not vaccinated. They're not eligible yet.
3: So what if they're not vaccinated? But you see, again, I expect that out of a communist like Jen Psaki. I expect that out of a communist like Joe Biden and all the people around Joe Biden. I expect that. Why? I understand the communists' motivations at all times are to destroy that's what, they, that's what they know. It's the whole religion. They are devout. They want to dominate and destroy. So I know Gen is going to get up there and lie. And I know the media as a whole will lie. And Hollywood will lie. And actors and actresses will lie. And now all these sports stars will lie. And I get that. I know all those people will lie. That's built in for me. I don't get upset when LeBron James tells some some lie about black men being oppressed in America. I don't get upset because I know that's what he does. He lies. I get upset when people who should know better, people who should be defending you and defending me, I get upset when they don't stand firm. How many times? Remember Covington? Remember the kids? Remember that whole Covington Catholic? Covington Catholic kids, for those who forget, went to Washington, D.C., for some pro-Trump rally, I think I actually think it was a pro-life rally, if I remember right, Chris. It was pro-life. Yeah, it was. It was pro-life rally, and somebody snapped a picture of uh, that kid Nicholas Sandman, and he was standing there with a smirk on his face, and there was some Indian dude in front of him, and immediately off of that one picture, the American media started crucifying this kid. There were pundits out there who were talking about someone should hunt this kid down and sock him in the face. I mean, really, really violent, vile, nasty stuff. And the right, not everybody, but the right, just jumped on and destroyed him. It does look appropriate. I can't believe he would do that. He's doing that to a veteran, a veteran and an Indian. Who is this white supremacist? Two, three hours later, we get video. The kid did absolutely nothing wrong. He was just standing there, and the Indian guy approached him. If the right can't find its guts, if the right can't stand firm, then we have no chance, and that's why I get so mad because I care. I actually do care. Now, you know I'm not changing the world. As I have told you, I'm not leading some movement. I'm just trying to make your day better. But I do care about saving this place. I would die for this place. If we can't get the right to find their guts, then we don't have any chance at all. They're the only chance we have, and they never find them. All right. We're going to get into some cuts from this Joe Biden town hall. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And and look, it's, it's... I'm going to lay off the right here for a little bit because we have to get to this Biden stuff and the Biden Town Hall. I've got a little different take on the Biden Town Hall than you've probably heard. But when I see headlines like grocery prices to rise 10 to 14 percent by October, when I see that stuff, I remember maybe this is on me. Maybe it's because my background is not like other hosts. Maybe it's because I have been out of work in my life. And I've had plenty of times in my life where I was working and was barely getting by. And I will tell you, I can't speak for women. I cannot speak for women. But I will tell you this. As a man, when you're either out of work, not able to find a good job, or you have a job and you're barely getting by. I mean, there's no, hey, honey, forget about making dinner. We're going out to eat tonight. Like, that doesn't happen because you don't have the money. That's, it's a terrible feeling. And the, the fact that through no fault of their own, working people across America are coming on or already are into the days where they're in that situation now because the government screwed everything up and blew everything for them, and now inflation's on the rise and their, their dollar isn't going far enough. The fact that those days are already here for some people ticks me off. It does. It does because I was screaming, I was screaming from the rooftops at the time. And I guess, I guess I'm allowed to say it now. I wasn't allowed to say it before. I'm allowed to say it now. I had a guy in Trump's White House. Uh, I had a few guys actually in Trump's White House. But I had a guy who was right next to Trump. I'm not allowed to give his name yet because I didn't get permission for the show. And Trump was there reading the things I was saying. I know because I have a picture of the Oval Office desk with one of my tweets sitting on it. He would hand Trump my tweets when I was warning about the mental health problems and the financial disaster and the inflation and all the other things. Everything that's happened, I saw it happening and I was laying it all out back then. And he read it and nobody stopped. Nobody stopped. Nobody slowed down. Nobody turned around. And now people are paying. Panic is expensive. It's the most expensive thing on the planet. And we're about to find it out. You think we've seen... The end of the COVID fallout. We haven't seen the beginning of the COVID fallout. We went to the printing presses. We printed trillions in cash, dumped it into the economy. And all we did was prolong the hangover. All we did was we woke up that morning. Don't lie. You've been there hurting a little bit. Oh, that was a little too much tequila last night. What did I do that for? You know what would make me feel better? I think I'll have a Bloody Mary or two for breakfast. Chris has done it. Look, I'm not judging you. I've done it. How's that next hangover feel when that one finally gets worn off? You want to die. That's what we did, and the hangover is coming. And now it's starting to get here. And now here's the thing that's terrible about it. There's virtually nothing we can do now. I mean, you can make a lot better financial decisions than the Biden administration is. Don't get me wrong. They're about to make everything worse. But now inflation, you don't have inflation now because of what happened yesterday. You have inflation now because of all that money money printing we were doing last year. And you can't unprint it. But hey, we got $1,200 stimulus checks. Well, how's that feel now? All right. So. The Biden Town Hall. I'm going to play you a bunch of clips of it tonight. I'm sure you've heard some already today. I'm going to play a bunch of clips of it tonight. But before I before I play you this first one, understand this. It is funny, and we're going to laugh about it because I can't help but laugh about it. But it's more important than you think. And this is what I mean by it's more important than you think. I've told this story before. You remember the whole Cuban Missile Crisis thing, or at least you've heard the name. You know, the, the Soviets are putting nuclear missiles in Cuba. Oh, no, we're all going to die. We're going to have nuclear war, that kind of thing. And you know the historical story between behind when Khrushchev decided to put them there? Because it was a big deal. I mean, that's a big step. Uh, we're going to go put cruise missiles off your shore. A lot of people say it's because we had missiles in Turkey. That's only partially true. The final decision was made... When Khrushchev met John F. Kennedy, and he was still a very new president then, we didn't know he was going to end up being a capable president then, and Kennedy himself admits he was so green and soft and meek in that meeting that Khrushchev walked out of that meeting and thought, oh, oh, I'm going to push this guy around. Now, let me ask you something. As I play this for you, I want you to look at this not through your eyes. I want you to look at this and listen to this through the eyes of the Chinese who want to take us down, who want to take over the world. What do you think the Chinese are thinking when the leader of the free world talks like this?
4: That's underway. Just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you. Always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh,
3: um. uh, it, 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 it's <laughs> oh gosh, what did we do? I, you know, before I get back to the Chinese point, let me just say real quick. I don't know what's more disappointing, if we're a country where the elections can be fraudulent or if the election was on the up and up and we really did pick this guy, I genuinely do not know which one would be more devastating. But back to the Chinese question, it's not just that we have a bumbling, incoherent president whose brain has melted in the tapioca pudding that in and of itself would be a big deal. The point is at all times, No matter what period of time you go on the earth, there are evil men out there, evil men with means and with power, and they want more of it. That's just simply the nature of man. And right now we have an enemy, China, whose economy can match ours, whose Navy can match, come close to matching, maybe surpass ours, and the places they want to take over physically, militarily. They're right next door to them, and they're not next door to us. My point is, you and I don't know what the voices of other world leaders sound like, because you've, you're you an American. You've never listened to another world leader. I rarely have. I do this for a living, and I rarely have. Everyone watches when Joe Biden is on television. The rest of the world, people in Paris, France, They were sitting down last night and they watched Joe Biden speak, many of them, obviously not all of them, but but many of them. People in Russia, people in Vietnam, people in Philippines, people all over China. I guarantee the entire Chinese leadership, they sat down and watched Joe Biden talk like this. What do the Chinese leadership,
4: what, what goes through their head when Joe Biden talks like this? That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um,
3: uh, talk about inviting the wolves to your door. And I here's what I'll get from some people too. And I and I understand this, I'll get from some people they'll say things to me like, Well Jesse, he he has a he has a stutter. He's already admitted he has a stutter. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and get offensive, because that's who I am. I'm about to offend you anyway when I talk about women in the workplace. Next, if you have a stutter, you shouldn't be president of the United States of America. There's no such thing as equality. There's not. That's a myth. That's a lie. You've been told time and time again, people are not equal. I can't play in the NFL. Why? Because I'm too slow and I'm too weak. That's why life's tough. I'm not equal to them. If you can't speak in complete sentences, you can't be the president of the United States because that's kind of an important part of the job. Sorry. Take your stutter and go play golf. You can't be here now. Now that we've offended everyone with a stutter, let's offend women in the workplace. Hang on.
4: Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like
1: uh, your opinion, man. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it is the Jesse Kelly show. What a great movie. The big Lebowski was. What a great movie. Uh, 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 hold on. Not for kids. I need to clarify. Not for kids. <laughs> Remember tomorrow is an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in. Now Chris is already sorting through sorting through all of them. All of them go to Chris, Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. Tomorrow's about you. Well, I mean, who are we kidding? It's about me. Also, if you miss any part of the show, we got Kurt Schlichter coming up about 40 minutes from now. He's going to be making us laugh, as he always does. If you you miss any part of the show, it's all on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes. We're, I think, three reviews shy of 1,000, and virtually all of them talk about how handsome I am, which is maybe the most hilarious thing we've ever done on the show. Just a brief history on that. When I first started telling people to go leave a review talking about how handsome I am on the on the radio podcast, I just did it as a joke. I just thought it would be funny because it makes no sense. You can't see me. I'm on the radio. And then management got really mad about it. And that only encouraged me to keep saying it. And I would keep saying it and keep saying it. Well, keep, people kept doing it. And now maybe the funniest thing that ever happens to me is I'll get friends or family members who go check out the podcast for the first time. And they'll text me things like, hey, man, have you seen these reviews? It's really weird. This is for your radio show, but everyone's talking about your looks. Have you seen this? And there's almost a thousand of them now. <laughs> so go leave that. All right. Should women be in the workplace? Hang on. Hang on. Don't don't. I'm just kidding. Hang on. Let's be honest about something. There's a headline here. The pandemic drove women out of the workforce. Will they come back? Well, should they come back? I mean, I have no problem with women going to work, obviously, but since when did we surrender this narrative to the left that a woman has to be successful in the business world to have a great life or to be considered a success? I mean, obviously, if you want to go to work, go to work. Everyone's life is different. I have no issue with that. You want to go to work, go to work, but... If you're a woman and you stay home, or maybe coronavirus hit, and of course our idiot politicians put you out of work, and maybe you went home, and now you've been home with the kids, and now you have this fancy degree and all these capabilities, but you kind of like being home with the kids. Don't you dare feel guilty about staying home with your kids. Don't feel like you're somehow lesser or, or cheating yourself or doing less than the other career women out there. Don't feel like that at all. You understand God did make us all different, right? And you understand that God made women to be more nurturing and to be better around the house. I can't even find the trash bags in my house. The wife has to. It's okay. If you're home and you're a woman, and you guys are getting by financially. And you've enjoyed spending this time with your kids. You've enjoyed making more meals. You've enjoyed even making a home. I know you're decorating because my wife decorates all the time. I don't want to go into it right now. But let's say you've enjoyed this. Don't stop. Why would you stop? There's no need for that. I don't know when, I don't know when we got to this place in this country where we convinced women They have to be just like men. They're not like men. Men aren't like other men. I just went off about this last segment. We're not equal. There are no equals ever. I'm not equal to Chris. Chris isn't equal to me. I'm not equal to the guy on the sidewalk, the woman in the office next door. I'm not equal. Equality is a myth. We are all made different. If you're home and you're enjoying being home, keep your butt at home. Go make dinner, spend time with your kids, do the laundry, clean the house. If that makes you feel fulfilled, keep doing it. Don't let anybody look down on you for doing that. I'll I'll tell you, I've been married 15 years in seven days from now. The wife is an ambitious woman. She's not exactly someone who enjoys sitting around in sweats, stuffing mac and cheese into her face. She's an ambitious woman. She is, as you know, she was a high, high level gymnast. She was on the Canadian national team. She has an accounting degree from whatever fancy business accounting uh, thing there is at University of Arizona. Like she, she's good. And throughout our my career, throughout 15 years of <laughs> construction and RV sales and every other crazy thing I've done, she's had plenty of times where she's worked because, to be honest, we needed her working to make ends meet. And there have been plenty of times where we had a lull in that action and I was doing okay, I was doing good enough where she she didn't work. And again, this is an ambitious woman, wants to use her degree, certainly capable of it. I bet you she could walk out there on the market tomorrow and command 60, 70 grand a year. Tomorrow. The happiest she is is when she's at home. And she doesn't feel bad about that. Ladies, if you're home and you're happy being home, stay at home. Fellas, if she's if she's content, encourage her to stay at home. Maybe we do need, maybe we need more women at home so we have fewer kids in the clutches of these garbage schools out there. Maybe that's a pathway to saving this country. If that's something that interests you even slightly, you understand when I say get your kids out of government schools, that's meant to try to save America, right? Maybe you should be the one doing the teaching at home. Keep your kids away from these scumbags who want to poison your kids against your country. I mean, the article's supposed to be this big panicky article. Women aren't in the workforce anymore. Ah, That's probably why it's so quiet around the office. No, I'm kidding. But still, ladies, if you're happy and you're home, don't look at that business degree on the wall and think, I'm cheating myself. Look at your family. Look at your husband. Look at your kids and say to yourself, Maybe I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. How about that? All right, the Biden Town Hall. It's time to continue with the Biden Town Hall, and this is going to be a blast. Hang on.
0: I've been down before.
3: It is the Jesse Kelly show. It's time to get to this Biden town hall. Don't forget. We have Kurt Schlichter coming up about 25 minutes from now. What have I told you about the system and why I call it a system about how they can now once now that they're in control of all the cultural pillars, they own everything. Now there's no entity strong enough to counter lies. So whereas the reason things so much wor- things seem so much worse now than they were is 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You were, you you told lies. If you're a politician, then the politicians always lie. They're, that's who they are. They're politicians. But you would have to kind of massage it a little, right? It had to be based on at least a, a half truth or a little bit of a truth uh, otherwise Parts of the system would call you out. Parts of the culture would call you out. Wait a minute, that's not true. That's a lie. You can't do that. The reason we're so broken is those days are gone. The truth is, and I've used this example before, I'll use it again because it's true. If Joe Biden came out right now, he had a national press conference, all eyes watching him, and he stepped up to the microphone and he said, America, I have just learned the sky isn't blue. The sky is green. You would initially, and I initially would go, what? That's the, stup- that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm looking at it right now. It's blue. I'm not colorblind. The sky's blue. That's what we would say. That's what we would say. It's human nature. Yeah, you're right. That's what we would say. But because you can invent lies out of nothing now, The system is so strong without pushback it can make them truth. What would happen next would be media story after media story after media story about the sky's green. What a discovery. The sky is green. Scientists are saying it's been green forever. Did you hear the doctor said the fact you think it's not green is actually your eyes. Your eyes are all bad. What your eyes are telling you is a lie. There'd be news article after news article after cable news program about the green sky. Wow, what a green sky. Hollywood would start churning out movies about the green sky. The sky would actually appear green in the movies and you'd be like, wow, the sky is green. You'd have actors and actresses on Instagram talking about the sky is green. You'd have all our major sports figures saying, wow, I always thought there was a green sky, but I was too busy playing hoops to notice. I knew it was green. Major corporations would be running ads. Oh, look, go buy a Coke. Have a Coke today and enjoy it under the beautiful green sky. They'd start teaching your kids about the green sky in school. Did you know the sky is green, kids? The sky is green. Say it or you'll fail chemistry. Say it right now. Are you starting to understand what would happen soon? If you're one of the wackos out there saying the sky is blue, soon you're doing one of two things. Soon you're either a keeping your thoughts quiet because you don't want to be shamed and embarrassed because now everyone around you, every part of the system is treating you like a whack job or B and this is human nature too, B you're starting to believe that sky is green. Maybe maybe it is green. Maybe my eyes are just bad. I mean, every, everyone says it's green. There was something Joe Biden said last night, and it just floored me. It absolutely floored me for what it means. Not Not specifically what he said, but just what I think it means for the United States of America. Play it, Chris.
4: All of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to No, the, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about driving down prices, not raising prices.
3: He just said the sky's green. He just said gravity isn't real. He just said up is down, left is right. Saying you're going to spend trillions of dollars in government projects, money we don't have, I, I, I might add, saying you're going to spend trillions of dollars we don't have in government projects and reduce inflation? is the equivalent to say the sky is green. It is, it is more than a twisting of the truth. It is such a stunning fabrication. It's, it's unreal it would come out of the mouth of the president. But it's not unreal that the communists would lie. Communists lie. You have to lie, otherwise nobody would ever buy into that religion. That's, that's not the unreal part is. The unreal part is he felt comfortable saying it, and he'll get away with it. And now, mark my words. Chris, write this down. This is one of those times where I become the Oracle. Chris, what? I have to live up to the nickname. Mark my words. You know what you're going to start to see in the coming days? You're going to start seeing news articles coming out saying these bills will reduce inflation. You're going to start seeing cable news programs at night coming out saying you're going to reduce or the, all we need all this spending to reduce inflation. I guarantee it because that's what happens when you have a system, when you have a broken, corrupt, rotted system. There's simply no entity out there powerful enough to stop outright lies. There's no lie. They could tell, they could tell now that they would actually get called out on? Why do you think they could push such a massive lie like Donald Trump colluded with Russia and get away with it for that long? Not only get away with it, they ran with it. There was a special investigation for two years. The whole thing was a fabrication made up out of nowhere. Quite literally out of nowhere. It was an opposition research project from Hillary Clinton's campaign. They took Hillary Clinton's opposition research and the Federal Bureau of Investigation got a FISA warrant for it. A FISA warrant to spy on an American citizen. They can take nothing and make it something now. They, they turned Brett Kavanaugh into an alcoholic gang rapist in the minds of half this country. Half this country still thinks Brett Kavanaugh is an alcoholic gang rapist. And remember, they even felt comfortable. This is the most amazing part. They even felt comfortable taking the star witness, Christine Blasey Ford, and they hauled her in front of Congress where she stood there in front of everybody and said, oh, I don't remember anything. I don't remember uh, anything about the party. I don't remember who drove me there. I don't remember who else was there. I don't remember what day it was. I don't remember how I got home. I don't. Women remember the details of everything, good or bad. Trust me, any man who's married knows women remember the details of everything. They were so confident in their lie, they hauled her in front of Congress to tell her lies in front of everybody. She didn't remember a thing. But when the system's that broken and that brazen, they can do it. The system's sitting here telling you something else, too. They're worried about coronavirus. Haven't you heard? Mask up, haven't you heard? My goodness, why aren't you getting vaccinated? You have to get vaccinated or everyone's going to die.
4: The the various... Shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations.
3: Okay, people are getting COVID all the time now who've been vaccinated. That's again. That's another sky's green moment. That's one, two. He's really worried about COVID. Haven't you heard there? They're really worried about COVID. The mayors are, and the governors are, and Joe Biden is, and Nancy Pelosi is. And I mean, we might have to mask up. We might have to take 90 vaccines. We may all just hide forever. They're very worried about COVID. Haven't you heard? They're very worried. COVID, there's a new strain. Who knows? You know how worried they are about COVID? Chris, make sure this goes up on the Twitter page, at Jesse Kelly Show. That's the show's Twitter page. You know how worried they are about COVID? They're so worried about COVID that they're letting migrants in the border in droves, unvaccinated migrants, allowing them to walk in by the hundreds and by the thousand. They're so worried about coronavirus. They're watching a 900% spike of COVID in the Del Rio area of the border. And they're not slowing down illegal immigration at all. That's how bad it can be when you have a broken system. All right. I will give you, the update on the trampoline story next and more Joe Biden. We got Kurt Schlichter coming up in 15 minutes. Make us laugh. i got an animal inside of me. This is, this is Jesse Kelly. Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Kurt is going to come make us laugh in about 10 minutes from now. But I did... I did want to play a little clip for you now of my favorite politician on the planet. My favorite politician on the planet. You longtime listeners will know who this is. Those who don't, well, you're going to know here really shortly.
4: This is deadly serious. This is about our Constitution. It's about our country. It's an assault on the Capitol that is being mischaracterized for some reason at the expense at the expense of finding the truth for the American people.
3: <laughs> All right, let me clarify. When I say I love her, I find her to be impressive and fascinating for a couple of different reasons. Let me Don't throw away your phone. Don't take your phone and chuck it into the river. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is what I mean. She's a detestable human being. You know, they say there's no ability like relatability, and that's so true. That's not just in politics. That's in every part of life. I don't care what you are. If you are relatable to the people around you, it's just it's a huge benefit. Nobody relates to Nancy Pelosi. Nobody. Not a single person has ever seen Nancy Pelosi speak and say, wow, well, you know, I would love to have a beer with her. Nobody. She sounds like a Disney movie villain. What, Chris? (laughs) Chris said Satan might. Okay, maybe Satan. But in all seriousness, nobody hears Nancy Pelosi and says that's a relatable person. That's a nice person. That's a good person. I want to have a beer with that person. She is vile in every sense of the word. Her personality is, and I'm genuinely, I'm not trying to be mean to her here. She's just a horrible Horrible personality, every part of her. And yet, she's risen to be, I think, the 18-year by now Speaker of the House, something like that. One of the most powerful women in America for two decades. That's amazing to achieve that level of success and be that horrid. It's amazing. That's one. Two, I wish we had 100 of her on our side. Nancy Pelosi Yes, vile, detestable. Anything negative you want to say about her, I would say it with you. I agree. At least Nancy Pelosi knows how to fight. At least Nancy Pelosi knows how to fight. Here's a headline right here. Fox Business. Pelosi reiterates no bipartisan infrastructure bill without reconciliation package. What does that mean to you? Give us everything we want. Or you can't have even a little bit of what you want. What do they want? Oh, I don't know. Universal preschool, free community college, Medicare expansion, the Green New Deal, that disastrous Green New Deal, that's part of this. Nancy Pelosi doesn't do the mealy-mouth Republican. Well, I mean, I guess no bill is perfect. I guess we'll give and take a little. Pelosi says, no. Give me everything I want or I'll burn this whole thing to the ground. That's how the game should be played now. Now, I wish we didn't have that form of government, but we do. Nancy Pelosi is out there taking scalps, playing to win. I'm not going to play the audio for you because I've done it before, but you remember. It tells everybody under the sun to wear a mask and then gets busted in a salon with no mask, violating the rules. Did Nancy Pelosi get up there and do the Republican thing? Well, I mean, I'm really sorry. I I regret it. I, I hope my wife can forgive me. Not a chance. Nancy Pelosi got up there and said, it was a setup. What a scumbag that salon owner is. I was set up. You know what? Run her out of town. And they did. Is that gross? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's gross. No, you, 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 it's not like I expect you to look at that person and turn to your kids and say, son, that's how I want you to be. But that's how you got to be in this environment. That's how you got to be if you're going to win out here. Now, that's one, two. Remember, remember what I've been telling you about all this January 6th stuff, all of it, the commissions and committees and the FBI investigations and all of it. None of this has to do with January 6th. None of it. Not even a little bit. Jim Jordan fired off back at her here and he got a lot right he did get one major thing wrong, though. Go ahead, Chris.
7: What else are they going to talk about? I mean, they've been they're so focused on the January 6th committee. What else are they, going to t- are they going to talk about crime? The fact that crime is up in every major urban area in this country? They're going, to, they're going to talk about the border crisis? I mean, think about this. March was the highest month on record for illegal crossings until April. April was the highest month on record until May. May was the highest month on record until June. Can't talk about that. They're going to talk about inflation? They're going to talk about the fact that the price of eggs is up, the price of milk is up, the price of bread is up, the price of gas is up, the price of an airline ticket is up, the price of a user, the price of everything is up. They can't talk about that. So they're going to be partisan, and they're going to focus on this. But as the leader said, and as Mr. Banks said, I don't think they're going to address the fundamental question. The fundamental question of why wasn't there a proper uh, proper security presence at the Capitol that day? They're not going to address that. And only one person can answer that question. Only one Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. My hunch is, my hunch is the reason I don't want to address that question. My hunch is, is because what happened all last year? The Democrats normalized anarchy. They normalized rioting and looting. And when rioters and looters attacked our law enforcement personnel, when rioters and looters destroyed small businesses, what did Democrats do? They went out and raised money to bail him out of jail. And they continue to talk about defunding the police. And in fact, did that in all these major urban areas, which is why crime is up.
3: Okay. That was awesome. Jim Jordan. I, I normally don't play clips that long, but that was awesome. He was dropping bombs there, but he did miss one thing. You know, I'm sure he probably knows this is true, but he missed one thing and something you had better remember every single time they bring up January 6th without fail is not because they actually care about January 6th. These communists don't care about anything. They wouldn't care if a 1,000 people died on January 6th. They bring up January 6th because they're trying to mobilize the forces of government against their political opponents. They're trying to mobilize the FBI against you. This has nothing to do with some people who wandered into the Capitol. This has everything to do with intimidating you, with letting you know you can't touch them. This has everything to do with forming the FBI's mission statement for them, that the the most dangerous domestic terrorist threat is those white supremacists. It's those white nationalists out there. You You've never met a white supremacist, of course, but right around the corner... If you just look, he's just right around the corner. You just can't see him. He's right around the corner waiting there with his with his KKK uniform on, waiting to kill us all. That's the guy you have to be worried about. You expect me to believe that? That's what they're doing. Every time they bring up January 6th, it's an assault on you. It's them laying the groundwork. To make you the bad guy, you the terrorist, to make you the one whose civil rights they can violate under the name of, of course, combating terrorism. You don't want to be soft on terror, do you? Give us these powers. We'll never abuse them. Let us be hard on terror. Don't you remember 9-11? You better be hard on terror. What do you do when that same FBI wakes up one day and thinks you and your MAGA hat is a potential terrorist? Looks a little different now, doesn't it? We're going to talk to Kurt Schlichter about specifically that and other things. Next. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And joining me now is my friend Kurt Schlichter, author of the new book, The Split. It's a continuation in his series. Kurt, what's The Split about? Is it about a yoga dancer or something?
5: Uh, that, that's super hot. Hey, Jesse, <laughs> uh, by the way, did you like the unbridled normativity of the ACD hit that I suggested is our bumper music?
3: Yes, sir. I did. As everybody knows, the guest picks his own intro music and we finally had, I had faith in you, Kurt. We finally had somebody pick a good one. Kurt, I wanted to bring something up with you as we get into all this nonsense here. We'll get to your book in just a second. Joe Biden obviously did not sound great last night, to put it mildly. We'll get to all the gun stuff in a moment. But I say it's dangerous, Kurt. I say China sits and watches those videos of the president of the United States not able to speak. And I say China licks their chops because they're aggressive right now.
5: Uh, I think so. But I also think at some level they have to be wondering, are they still are they serious is this just a giant sucker play? Is this you know, is this a replay of that uh, uh, uh Saturday Night Saturday Live skit where Ronald Reagan was kind of an amiable dunce. As soon as everybody leaves, he's giving orders, he's speaking Chinese, he's organizing. Are they are they trying to sucker us? Because it can't be true. But it is. The Emperor has no clothes. It's about some time somebody points at him and goes, Uh, That that grizzled old pervert is going commando.
3: Oh, gosh. Kurt, before we get into the January 6th stuff, tell me about the book, please.
5: Uh, The book is The Split. It is the sixth in the Kelly Turnbull series of action novels. America is split into two, red and blue. Red is centered in Texas. Um, the blue is the rest of the country—New York, California, all those kind of places. It's like a faculty lounge times a thousand. And Kelly Turnbull, the hero, has to go in and deal with things, and he deals with them either with his Wilson Combat 45 CQB pistol, like a man, <laughs> or you know, with a you know, with a, a lot of humor about the uh, leftists' their foibles. Uh, It's a lot of fun. People love them. Dude, I am 51 out of 2 million Amazon
4: books.
3: They are. 51. The the whole series is fun. I'll tell people, not only are they good action books, because it's Kurt, they're actually hilarious. It's rare you get an action novel that's funny. All right, Kurt, I'm going to play you a clip from Biden last night. I cannot wait to get the Kurt Schlichter take on this particular clip.
4: The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 30 40 50 120 shots from that weapon whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle is ridiculous i'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things
3: kurt i don't know about you but i have several nine millimeters that shoot 120 rounds at a time they're super advanced maybe you don't know about these kurt
5: well, uh, look, I mean, if I had a 120 round mag, let's see, that would make my pistol into a cane, <laughs> which is probably what Joe Biden was thinking, because you might not have seen it. But he's old, dude. Homeboy uh. is old. Um, look, I mean, you know, if you take him at his word and his literal meaning, which you shouldn't, because he's a desiccated old freak who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, Grandpa Badfinger was uh, running his mouth about <laughs> banning all semi-automatic weapons. Well, I'm not going to do that, and you're not going to do that, and, of course, he's not going to do that. But he'd like to because a man with a gun is a citizen. A man without a gun is a serf. It's that simple. Look in England. People are getting arrested for tweeting mean things the government doesn't like. It's it, unacceptable.
3: You know, Kurt, I have to be honest, even two or three years ago, I would have said that kind of thing can't happen here, right? I mean, surely that kind of thing can't happen here. At this point, Kurt, I say you're the conspiracy theorist if you say it can't happen here.
5: Oh, I think I think you're right, and I do think it can happen here, which is why we've got to draw the line and say no. Look, it's about time we unleash the power of no. Hey, you're 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 you achieve nothing you're because, except because of privilege. No. Well, well, I no, but I, no. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to indoctrinate our kids to communists. I'm not going to give money to freeloaders. If you're a bum, you can't live on my sidewalk and drop your dung there. No, where will I go? I don't care. It's not my problem. You're an adult. Here, I'll give you a suggestion of what I do. I work for a living and pay for a house. You might try that, but I don't care what you do. You can't live on my street.
3: Speaking with Kurt Schlichter, he's obviously a town hall columnist, but author of the brand new book, The Split. He's also my friend. Kurt, it makes me angry that they ruin places I love. It makes me angry that they yep. ruined California, which is paradise. They ruined New York City, which might be my favorite place in the country. They just infect and infest and ruin it all, and I can't believe we let them do it. How were we weak and dumb enough to let them do it?
5: Uh, we were a victim of our own success. We thought, you know, look. We had a ruling class in the 40s that won the, uh, won, uh, uh, won the uh, uh, World War II and, you know, finished the Depression. In the 60s, we did civil rights and, and threw the Democrats, uh, Jim Crow, in the dustpan of history and put a man on the move. Our current ruling class has given us Iraq, the Wall Street meltdown, and Grindr, okay? We didn't realize it, but our, the people who were running things became incompetent and greedy, and unable to perform at a basic level. Look, I can take, I can take the guys, you know, skimming a little cream off the top if they're running a tight ship. If I'm looking out there and Apollo, you know, whatever's landing on the, uh, landing on the moon, cool. I can deal with you guys getting rich. But these guys perf- fail to perform. They accomplish nothing. They have no achievements except failures. And yet, amazingly, their
3: egos are unbound. They're like non-ironic versions of you. (laughs) Kurt, tell me, can the right be remade? Are we already remaking it? Because I actually, I I do get hopeful when I look at some of the new blood on the right. I know there's still plenty of old blood that needs to go, but I think the right is remaking itself slower than you or I would like, but it is happening, right?
5: It is, and it is slow, and it's going to take time. But a lot of the old Ahoy crowd is gone. We're clearing out the Deadwood. We've got exciting new people uh, who are making a difference. I was very impressed. You introduced me to your friend Lauren Bobbitt, mm-hmm. right? Who so the media is like, oh, oh my God. she's just a mere bartendress. Well, so is AOC, and that's the only thing I like about AOC. Mm-hmm. She had a real job at one point. The thing that impressed me about Lauren Bobbitt was – When she's talking to you and I'm sitting there, I'm on my phone, but I'm hearing her. She's not talking about nonsense. She was talking about very specific, real policy issues that she wants to work on. Serious stuff. And that's what we're missing. Do you think Pelosi cares about serious stuff? Pelosi cares about crushing her enemies to solidify her power to become more, to become richer. And, and, and somebody like Lauren Bobbitt, who was a regular person who went to Congress, which is how it should be. Really cares about what we're going to do and is working to do it and doesn't care that uh, all the, uh, you know, all the mean girls on student council don't like it because. You know, she's a cheerleader.
3: Yeah, it should be noted. Speaking of serious stuff, we did our ranking on the show last night of the ten hottest women in Congress. Bobert was the champion, and I texted with her last night. She's going to come on the show Monday and accept her crown as the hottest woman in Congress here live on the Jesse Kelly Show. How how, how special is that, Kurt?
5: That that is amazing. And look, uh, and and while it's amusing, I think it's important that we accept and celebrate traditional notions of beauty. Look, we're being told that the uh, uh, proper uh, uh, the, the, the proper object of our affections needs to be a guy. He's on the cover of Sports uh, uh, Illustrated. Ew. We're being told that Victoria's Secret, uh, that the beautiful women have to go away. Now we're going to get fat ones and ugly ones and ones who aren't even women at all. And that that horrible purple-haired soccer player communist. No. We have to say no. I like attractive women. I married one.
3: You sure did. You married one a lot hotter I than sure you did. are, Kurt, if I can say so myself. Kurt, real quick, what are you having for dinner tonight?
5: I don't know, but it's red and it's me.
3: <laughs> Give my best to Irene. I appreciate you, buddy. The book is The Split. Kurt, where can people get it? You go on
5: Amazon, The Split, get it, and then check out the other five. I swear, it's going to be fun. It mocks the liberals. And if you like guns, you can pick out. I had somebody go, you got three millimeters off on your one of your gun calibers.
3: I was like, oh. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Thank you. You heard the inflation numbers. I should I should bring that up again, right? You heard the, you heard Joe Biden last night. You heard the inflation numbers. They know more inflation is coming. Oh yeah, don't worry. They're going to pass a four trillion dollar bill, and then it'll go down. If you believe that, if you believe their bill is going to make inflation go down, then don't call Oxf- Oxford Gold Group. If you, however, believe the government is going to continue to spend money we don't have and devalue your dollar, call Oxford Gold Group today. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Again, it's not paper. They're not going to send you a piece of paper. Oh, uh, you own something somewhere. Real gold, real silver, you can hold it in your hands. You have to diversify right now. It's just too volatile out there. 833-995 gold. Make sure when you call Oxford, tell them Jesse told you to call. They've promised me they will take special care of my listeners. Oxford Gold Group 833-995 gold for gold, you can hold. You're listening to the Jesse Kelly show. You're welcome. It's the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in now. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read them. Put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line if you would. Your questions don't have to be political for you new listeners. They can be about history or men or women or relationships. It could be serious. It could be goofy. Your questions can be anything. They all get answered on Fridays. I don't even take guests. No more guests on Friday. Friday, it's just ask Dr. Jesse questions and fun all day long. Quick update on the trampoline for those who missed it. Last night, right before the show started. Oh, Chris is laughing because he got to witness it. Right before the show started, I get turbo dialed by the wife. You know where they call and you ignore it, but they call again and call again, and my wife does not do that. She knows that is a big no-no. Someone better be dead. Like, there better be something bad happening if you do that. Turns out there was something bad happening. Uh, They say there was a mini funnel cloud. I don't know if I buy that, but there there was something like, like tornado, Chris. Gosh, what do you mean? What did you think I meant by funnel cloud? Do you think I meant funnel cakes? You know what? Never mind. I don't have time to yell at you right now. Anyway... There was something happened where we had this, we have this huge trampoline in our backyard because I have two sons and they're huge and I, I like to get them to get exercise. And apparently it picked up my trampoline, picked up this gigantic trampoline and threw it sideways across the yard. It blasted a hole in the fence, the shared fence I have with my neighbor and ended up in his pool. Chris came over after the show last night. One of my buddies was in town. Him and his wife came over last night. The trampoline was returned by us after a lot of sweat and maybe some curse words. Certainly none from me, but the trampoline was returned. I still have a huge hole in my fence. Who knows what that's going to cost me. Neighbor was cool with it. All was well. Let's get to a couple emails before we get back to this story. This story about Minneapolis and the police. It makes me laugh, and it makes me angry. We'll get to it in a minute. Let's get to some of your emails. Majestic Steel Kelly. What, Chris? If you increase your top 10 hottest women in Congress list to have a dozen, you can produce a calendar. Okay. All right. One, that's not a bad idea, actually. Two, for those wondering what he talked about, I attempted to bring the country together last night. And here on the Jesse Kelly show, we did our first ever, and definitely not last, top ten hottest women in Congress, regardless of party. So there are plenty of communists on there. The whole list is on my Twitter page if you're interested at Jesse Kelly DC is the my own personal Twitter handle. That's my own Instagram handle, too. I did reach out to Lauren Boebert, who was the runaway champion last night. I reached out to her. She's going to come on the show Monday and accept her title as the Jesse Kelly show hottest woman in Congress. What, Chris? Don't let me forget. We have to get some kind of certificate or something like that made for her. And in fact, in fact, I just had a thought. Next year? No, not next year. We'll have to do this every two years because Congress switches every two years. Next year? We're going to get a championship belt made and we're going to ship the championship belt. I'm not kidding. We're going to ship the championship belt to whoever the winner is every single year. What? This is important. I'm sorry. I feel like bringing the country together. Anyway, moving on to the other emails. Dear Jesse. Yes, you are one handsome guy. My husband is jealous. When I mentioned this fact, I wanted to respond to your list of 10 hottest women in office. I have a really hard time looking at AOC. This is what I see. The AOC caused quite a controversy last night because she was number two on the list. Understand something. I am bringing America together. We're not going to be blinded by the fact that she's an idiot communist with the IQ of a hamster. This is only about looks. Isn't that what matters? Gosh. Anyway, Jesse. You're nuts. Beth Van Duyn. Chris, we've got to figure out how to say this woman's name. Beth Van Duyn is the hottest congresswoman by far. Focus. She actually, I believe, came in number five on my list. Yeah, she is a bit of a dime. She is a bit. Of, I didn't know about her till yesterday. She came in number four, Chris. She came in number four on the list. Yeah, she's a looker. Yo, jarhead. No prepper. See, I've been talking about getting a bunker. I want, I want a house with secret rooms. I want secret escape hatches. And I want a bunker. And I mean, I want a bunker that I can live in. Do I think I'm going to need this in my lifetime? Maybe. That's not the point. The point is I want it. So I'm getting emails like this. Yo, jarhead, no prepper is complete without at least one ham radio. Get off your beep and get your amateur radio license. It's so easy even a Marine can do it. That's not nice. You see, we get these mean emails from these other branches of service. You don't hear me making fun of the women in the Navy. Anyway. Your boys may enjoy it as well. Plus, nothing makes the neighbor mad like a 30 to 50-foot antenna in the backyard. Keep salty, my friend. (laughs) You know, the neighbor was actually fairly cool about the trampoline steamrolling his fence like a fullback. I don't know how understanding he would be about a 50-foot ham radio antenna, but it would be sweet. Anyway, I like the ham radio idea. I don't think it's secret enough. So here's what I'm going to do. Chris, listen, this is what I'm going to do, and no one will find out about it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hide the antenna. I'm going to plant a tree and hide the antenna inside of the tree. I'll think of some way to do that and hide it in the tree, and now no one's ever going to know about it. See? Anyway, moving on. Jesse Handsome Face. See? That's how it's done, Chris. Who do you think will be Kamala Harris's pick for VP when the inevitable happens? One of the Obamas? That would be a nightmare for the GOP to run against. And I don't think Trump would run against that ticket. I, actually, that's an excellent question. The thing about Harris and the Obamas is this. They're very close. They're very, very close. Um, Michelle Obama has said repeatedly... That she doesn't want to run. Now, I've never bought that. Because Michelle Obama is one of those women. She has ambition dripping off of her. You can see it. I mean, she's still miserable whining about America all the time. Even though she's the millionaire first lady. So, I'll be frank. I can't stand Michelle Obama. I hate that America hating garbage. But my own personal dislike of her doesn't translate to the rest of the country. I don't think it's going to be her, though. You know who I think is going to be Kamala Harris's VP? You ready for this? Hang on.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available.
6: Warranties include 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5 year 60,000 mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast
3: It is the Jesse Kelly show. We're going to get to the story about the cops in Minneapolis in just a second. Remember tomorrow's an ask Dr. Jesse Friday, send in your emails, Jesse at Jesse The question was who's going to be Kamala Harris's VP when they decide that poor Joe simply can't embarrass himself anymore. And they chuck him out the back door like an old love seat. It's going to be Pete Buttigieg. It's going to be Pete Buttigieg. Why? Because he's gay. He's gay, and there's another part of this. Remember, Joe Biden, it's easy to forget this now. Joe Biden was getting creamed in the primary. Joe Biden was not winning that primary, not even close. And then, miraculously, out of the blue, everybody decided to get out of the race. That's weird. And they all decided at like the same time too. I mean, wow, what a coincidence. I'm not naive. You're not naive. I understand how this game is played and I understand exactly what happened. So don't bother telling me, oh, Jesse, that didn't happen. It's illegal. Pete Buttigieg is one of these young, ambitious guys. He really, really wants to get ahead. He wants to move up. He didn't wake up one day and decide, wow, I suck. I love Joe Biden. I'm going to back him. Somebody sat little Petey down and said, look, Pete, this is Joe Biden's turn. I think we all know it's not going to last that long. Step aside now. He'll give you some cushy job. And of course he did right away. Transportation secretary. That was his payoff for dropping off. And we'll give you some cushy job. And then next time we're going to back you. It's not going to be Elizabeth Warren because even with all that Indian blood, she is getting way too old. So of the people who dropped out, who are still players in the game, it's going to be Pete Buttigieg. It's not going to be John Kerry, Secretary of State. He's too old. Plus, he looks like that guy from the Munsters. It's not going to be any of that. Pete Buttigieg is the young gay guy. And in this day and age, that is the guy who will be appealing to the Democrat powers that be. It's gonna be Kamala Harris and Vice President Buttigieg. Oh gosh, Chris, write that down. Mark, mark that down to what? I am Jesse the Oracle Kelly. I worked hard to give myself that nickname. So look, if that prediction comes true, what I'll do is I'll bring this, I'll bring this clip back up and I'll brag about myself and be like, oh, I can't believe I caught it. And if the prediction doesn't come true then I'll just never address it again and act like it never happened. That's what you do. (laughs) No, when Joe Biden can't talk, it matters. Things matter. The positions you take on issues when the narrative is being set, that matters a lot. I opened up the show talking about why am I so hard on the right? And again, if you missed that, the whole show's podcasted after it's done on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I said, Why am I so hard on the right? Well, early on, when major false narratives are being set, the right almost universally will join with the system in setting the false narrative. They will take the bait, they will believe a little online snippet here, a little online video there. And then, oh, they'll eventually wake up at the precise moment it stops doing any good because the narrative has been set. Do you remember what the right did in the wake of St. George Floyd's death? Do you remember? I remember. You see, we all watched that video, and it was obviously a terrible video. I don't know anybody out there who says, wow, that video was great. It was a tough video. It's tough to watch people in pain, tough to watch people arrested, tough to watch all that stuff. So one bad internet video, and of course, the media, the left, they take off with this cops are the problem in the urban black community. Cops are out there hunting down black men for sport. Cops are racist everywhere. Okay, well, we expect that from the communists. They're going to lie. They're going to be gross. They're going to do that. The right jumped right in <laughs> you know what the right did I watched more of my friends than I can count in the in the radio game and TV game and, and politicians of mine Uh oh, I'm not a racist I uh, uh, look at my black friends what just what and then of course here comes the GOP do they stand up to the microphone and say stop no We do not have a problem with cops hunting down black men because of their skin color in America. We have the statistics in front of us saying that's not true at all. Are there problems in the urban black community? Of course. The problems are not the cops. In fact, most of the people in those communities want the cops there because they're the only protection they have. Stop with this nonsense. Did the GOP say that? No, I said that. Granted, I got called a Nazi for two weeks because of it. I said that. What did the GOP do? Uh, uh, does anyone have Tim Scott's number? We need Tim Scott. Can we get Tim Scott up here? Hey, Tim, what do you want to do? And up comes Tim Scott, because this is his moment. His moment to do what? To change the narrative? To stop the narrative? Nope. To jump right on that freight train. We need federal police reform. What? We need the federal government Involved in local policing? I don't know if there's anything local policing needs less than Congress getting involved. You know what? I'm a Republican, but this has gone on for too long. These cops are racist. I'm Tim Scott, Republican, and we need police reform. There goes the GOP cementing that narrative in everybody's head. And soon before you even knew what was happening, cities are on fire cities are on fire looking like war zones across America and now what do we have what's the price of that GOP cowardice what is the price Minneapolis is moving to refund the police why because people are dying a lot of them people across America Philadelphia is now the murder capital of the United States of America death death Portland's up. Death in New York is up. Death in virtually every major city where they moved for these defund the police movements is through the roof. And while we say death, let's not just say death because it really takes away from it. Let's understand those are individuals. Those are real human beings. That's someone's son. That's someone's daughter. Someone's mother. Someone's father. They're dying in droves. Oh, and all you Mr. Black peoples. Most of those people who are dying are black because of your moral cowardice in the face of the narrative. The narrative was all cops are racists. You knew what was right. You knew that was garbage. You knew you could step up to the microphone and do what I did and say, no, that's ridiculous. And remember, I'm not the guy who takes the cop side every time. I think that's ridiculous. Sometimes cops are scumbags. Sometimes cops are dead wrong. But to act like cops are the problem in the urban black black community is insane. It's insane. It's not even close to true. And everybody who stood up there behind that microphone and started spouting that nonsense, they knew it wasn't true too. And yet they lied anyway. Why? Because they were scared. Because it was the easy thing to do. Because it's what the system was saying. I mean, everybody, nobody wants to get accused of, of being a racist. Everyone wants to be Mr. Black people right now. So we can't talk about schools. We can't talk about the lack of job opportunities in these neighborhoods. We can't talk about fatherlessness in these neighborhoods, drug abuse in these neighborhoods. No, we can't have an honest conversation about any of that. No, we, let's just uh, uh, let's blame the cops. Why? Because you're a gutless coward. That's why. Pathetic. That's why I'm so hard on the right. I mean, look, another headline, initial jobless claims, unexpectedly climb. Why is it unexpected? Did you think the economic dislocation from shutting down a $20 trillion economy, did you think that was over? Oh, it hasn't even begun. All right. Race relations, we talked a little bit about that yesterday. We have some more news on that front, and it's, uh, it's not good. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show on air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And man, this whole race relations thing looks like it's coming along well. Former city council candidate to introduce ballot initiative, creating African-American autonomous zones in D.C., is nobody going to put the brakes on this before this ends in something really bad? Is nobody, is nobody interested in stopping this kind of madness, this kind of divisive, hateful madness in this country? Is no one interested in stopping it? I mean, you realize this is bad. It's really, really bad. And if we're going to continue along this path, people are going to get hurt badly. And I'll tell you something else. The cities are going to be a disaster. And you can, you can look down on cities if you want. I totally get it. As somebody, look, as you know, I'm from Ohio and Montana. So I, I, I live most of my life in the country, but I've lived in plenty of big cities and been in plenty of big cities. I love cities, people who hate them. I understand they're different. The city is different than the country. It, It really is. And anything negative you want to say about the city, I would probably agree with you, but I love them still. Even if you hate them, though, you do have to understand it's bad for the country. Really, really, really bad for the country if America's cities all circle the bowl, And right now they're all circling the bowl. New York may be the worst of it. All right, let's get in trouble real quick. George Soros funneled $1 million to defund the police movement as violent crime continues to surge. $1 million. Let's set this aside and let's bring up something totally not related to this at all. You know anything about the Bible? No, don't worry. I'm not going to preach at you. But you know anything about the Bible? You know anything about uh, Paul, Apostle Paul? He was getting whipped and he brought up to the people who were whipping him, are you going to do this to a Roman citizen? And they freaked out. And they're like, oh, uh, sorry, Mr. Paul, can I get you a cup of coffee? Uh, Have you ever wondered why that happened? Let me explain something. Rome is the greatest empire of all time. Not really debatable when you consider the advancements and the length of time. And the, I mean, remember, empires arose after Rome that would see the things Rome did and didn't know how to do it they would look at Roman stuff and say, oh my gosh, who are these, these people? Rome was amazing and lasted forever. And Rome understood part of lasting forever is you can't laissez-faire your way out of trouble with people who hate you. I remember last year when I watched American cities being torched, and you know what I said? Why do we not have the Federal Bureau of Investigation and or the CIA, depending on whether it's foreign or domestic, digging into this and finding out who's funding it. And when we find out who funds it, we make sure that problem is taken care of. What do you think Rome... I just want you to picture something. Apropos of nothing at all, what do you think Rome would have done if all of a sudden... Rome itself, and then a bunch of other major cities in Rome, there was all this unrest, and people were getting murdered, and there were were fires being set, and it was just a disaster. And then Rome, the leadership of Rome, whether it be an emperor or senate, depending on which time period, all of a sudden they get word that there was a foreign guy who was funding this unrest? He was actually paying for these protesters to... To kill people and and cause unrest in their cities? What do you think the greatest empire in the history of mankind would have done? What steps do you think Rome would have taken if they found out one human being is not just, by the way, this isn't a one-off, if they found out one human being was continuously funding the destruction of itself from within? What do you think Rome would have done? Do you think Rome would have said, no, oh, that's just silly. Ah, oh, that's silly guy. Don't worry about it. I mean, look, hey, freedom, baby. Live and let live. We're just, we're going to laissez-faire our way through this. Or do you think Rome would have taken some more direct steps? How much longer do you think that foreign billionaire would be Funding unrest in Rome's cities as soon as Rome found out about it. Not very long at all. It speaks very poorly of us here that we allow this to go on and pretend like this is normal. And more than speaking poorly of us, you know what it really does? You know what it really shows? It shows that half the country loves it. It shows that our system loves it. The truth is, You don't have anyone at the FBI digging into Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Why? Because they agree that America sucks. You don't have anyone in these organizations digging into these groups because they agree with these groups. I'm looking at an image right here from an FBI training manual where this is just coming out online. You'll, You'll probably see it'll be floating all over the place tomorrow. It's an FBI handbook, and it's an FBI handbook on understanding right-wing extremists. You should see these dorky little images they're teaching these people. All images you've seen, like that frog you see online and all that stuff, which it's actually quite funny, but still, they think you're the terrorist. Our Federal Bureau of Investigation coming up with the idea that you are the danger to America, that's a really, really, really big deal. Really big deal. Now, I want to go back to something Joe Biden said at this town hall, because it's hilarious.
4: The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether it's a rifle is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things.
3: Yeah, the Founding Fathers wanted you to have weapons so you could fight off the government. You know that, right? You don't have to take the standard mealy mouth Republican approach to talking about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. The Second Amendment is not about defending yourself from a robber. I get this all the time from people. I, I, I love the Second Amendment. I go I go duck hunting and a robber might break in. The Second Amendment is about defending yourself against the federal government if they turn into tyrants. We don't have to guess that. The founding fathers wrote extensively about it, extensively about it. Why do I want 20, 120 rounds, 200 rounds in case I have to fight off the government? That's why I want that much. That's why I want that much in case me and my friends have to fight off the government. Now, Lord willing, that day never comes. It's not like I want that day to come. But I'm also not naive. I know these people want me dead and in prison. I know they do. I know now, currently, by the grace of God, we don't have a system in place that allows them to just outright do that at the moment. But how far are we away from it? How far are we away from it? How long would it take the Federal Bureau of Investigation to come up with an excuse to kick my door in? Five seconds? Ten? All right, let's talk about voting machines. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I, I actually wanted to yell at you about that song, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Anybody in my age bracket, don't lie. You were a white person listening to that song back in the day. You were. Everyone has the words all memorized. You know you do. Quit lying. Get to a couple emails before we get to these voting machines. Dear Oracle, my wife and I have pretty much come to the conclusion that we will not be able to raise our family in Illinois due to the fear of CRT, potential vaccine requirements, and other dirty commie issues. They also just added that idiotic policing laws that will most definitely cause crime rates to go up even more than they already are. We do live far away from Chicago, however. Unfortunately, it ruins the entire state, and down south couldn't be any different than the communist-ridden city. My question is, how do we confront our parents and family, letting them know we will be leaving the state? We brought it up to them that we would like to move, and let's just say it doesn't go over well. They share some the same values as us. They just don't want us to take the grandkids away. Thank you for the wisdom. Happy belated birthday, you handsome devil dog. Semper Fi. He says, I can say his name. His name is Andrew. Listen, brother. I didn't grow up. When we moved to Montana, I didn't have extended family around. Uh, To this day, I don't have any family around. My parents aren't here. Wife's, Wife's family isn't here. No cousins, no nothing. But I've always been envious of people who do. I was hanging with my buddy Luis last night. They're always hanging out with uh, his mom or his dad or or or, or her mom. Or her. there's always some big family gathering of uncles and cousins and stuff like that. And I used to have those when I was little when I lived in Ohio, and I re- I remember them fondly. Those are great moments. So I'm not going to discount extended family at all. But I get this email a lot. I get this this ver- some version of this email a lot. Jesse, we want to move. We want our kids out of here. My parents don't want to go. My uncles don't want to go. My family doesn't want to go. You have an obligation to your children before you have an obligation to your parents. That's a fact. I'm not trying to get anybody to move away from their mom or dad, because like I said, I wish I had that life. But maybe it's just because I've always flown, you know, to my own, to the beat of my own drum, if you will. I've, I've always done my own thing. Oftentimes it stresses out my parents. It's not what they want. So that's just kind of how I'm built. If my, if I wanted to move and my parents were here and I was in some blue state where my kids were going to learn how much white people suck and how much America sucks in school. And I went to my parents and said, I want to move. And they said, no, we don't want you to move. I'd say, let me rephrase. I'm moving. You can come if you want. Goodbye. That's not because I don't love my parents. I do. It's because I love my parents. I love and have an obligation to my children. I have an obligation and I only have them for 18 years. I only have them for 18 years. Then I'm kicking them out. Remember, I'm kicking my kids out. I don't know how you're handling it. I don't pretend to be a good father at all. I'm not good at anything. But they are kicked out after 18 years, and they know it. I've told them that their whole life they know. When you graduate high school, get out of my house. That's not because I don't love them. There's nothing I love more than hanging out with my little buddies. It's because I do love them, and they need to learn how to go fly, fly, little birdie. Go get a roommate who picks his nose. Go, go live in the bad part of town in an apartment somewhere. Get out. Go eat mac and cheese three meals a day because that's all you can afford. Pack up your stuff and get out. Go live. I had to. Well, I didn't have to. I did it. I did ha- I did have to, but I did it anyway. I couldn't wait. I was all peace as soon as I was 18. I was gone. But I only have them for 18 years. Am I going to waste those 18 years having them getting taught commie filth in schools in an area that isn't safe where they might get shot for no reason because mom and dad might be unhappy? Mom and dad going to have to suck it up. I'm gone. This is from independentchronicle.com if you're interested in the article. Voting machines in Pennsylvania decertified after audit. As a result of the access granted to Wake TSI, Fulton County's certified system, has been compromised. Board of Elections officials in Fulton County allowed Wake TSI to access sensitive data and information, including their election database, results, files, and Windows systems logs. The procedures Wake TSI used in the audit, including using a system imaging tool to take complete hard drive images of these computers and complete images of two USB thumb drives used to transfer the election results to the election results reporting system. This doesn't sound good. Fulton County's board of election holds quote, the authority and duty to maintain proper chain of custody of official ballots, balloting materials and voting systems before, during, and after each election. These requirements ensure that any official tabulation recount or election contest is conducted transparently in a manner that does not put at risk critical election infrastructure. These actions taken were taken in a manner that was not transparent or bipartisan. That's a long way of saying there's still a lot of smoke out there. A lot of smoke out there. How big is the fire? I don't know. But look, let's you and I just be frank about something. Donald Trump ain't wandering back into the White House anytime soon, even if we do find this stuff out. This stuff is not about Trump. It's not about the last election. It's about the next one. How bad was it? What happened? And why do we have half the people on the right, at least at least half the people with major platforms on the right? I'm talking about pundits and politicians. I'm not talking about you. Why do we have half the people with major platforms on the right who yell at us to not ask questions? Why can we not ask questions? Why are you worried about an audit? What am I going to find? I'd like to uh, audit your books and make sure you're not taking any money under the table. No. Okay, why? Stop questioning my books. Well, Okay, now I'm really starting to question your books. Now I really want to audit your books. You seem really insistent that I not audit your books. Why can't I audit your books? I asked my son. Well, I didn't ask. I told my sons the other day because we got him a phone that we let him share We've monitored their time on it, and we have all that monitoring stuff on there and whatnot. But I told them, give me your phone. They said, why? I said, because I'm going to go through it. And they said, okay. If they had said, no, I don't want you to, I'd have said, okay, give me your phone, because now I'm going to go through it and throw it in the fireplace when I'm done. Why don't you want an audit done of the election? Look, we're only asking rhetorical questions here. Everyone knows why they don't want audits done of the elections. Everyone knows why Democrats want the borders wide open. Everyone knows why Democrats don't want people to have to show ID. And it has nothing to do with racism or tolerance or anything else. Democrats want all these things done so Democrats can cheat. It's not more complicated than that. Democrats want it to be easier to cheat. And we don't have to dance around that. How much did they cheat before? I don't know. Like we've talked about before, I know enough about politics, just the history of America in general to know cheating is something that has gone on, especially in major cities, forever. It's just something Democrats have done for the longest time. Of course they cheat in elections. Did they, because of the mail-in balloting, did they ratchet that up to a massive election changing scale last election? I don't know. I'd like to find out. I'd like to find out. And it seems like step after step after step after step, someone's throwing roadblocks in front of us so we can't find out, which I'm, I'm sorry, it's only making me a bit more suspicious. It's making me more suspicious. I'll tell you something else. What they're saying about
4: the, the vaccine, this stuff makes me more suspicious too. The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Okay, but people are. We just had the Texas Democrats.
3: Remember those idiot Texas Democrats who escaped to D.C.? All of them got on a plane. All of them vaccinated. Six of them have coronavirus. All right. I'm, again, I'm not, anti, I'm not an anti-vaccine person, but I'm suspicious about this one, and I'm getting more and more suspicious, and so I ain't taking it up yours in your vaccine. Now, let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about the new steal of a deal at MyPillow.com. Hear me out. MyPillow has these amazing towel sets. They're made with USA cotton. They're the best. They are the best. Oh, gosh, they're the softest towels. And because they're the best, they're normally $109.99 for a six-piece set. I say normally because not for my listeners. For a limited time only, and I can't stress that enough, for a limited time only, you can get a six-piece towel set that's normally $109.99 for $39.99. That is stealing, but you have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Specials, and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, Radio Listener Specials, or go promo code JESSE, or you can just call 800-845-0544. 800-845-0544. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE, though, because that's when it's going to save you a ton of money. Go enjoy. Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We're going to get to headlines I didn't get to in a second. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your emails in now. Send them to Jesse at jessiekellyshow.com. The whole show is answering your emails. They don't have to be political. They can be. They can be about anything. Anything. History. Food. If you want want advice from the menu whisperer, me, I can give that out. Men, women, relationships, travel, anything. We're going to have fun tomorrow as we always do. Gosh, I love Fridays. Couple emails real quick. Jay Steele regarding the climate change hypocrisy from yesterday. Oh, you'll love this one. A buddy of mine flies private jets for rich people. Two years ago, he calls me to let me know that he was called in the morning to get the jet fueled up. He's in Orange County, California. He flies up to the little airport at Mammoth Lakes, about 400 miles, picks up Al Gore, flies him to Santa Barbara, 300 or so miles, so he can have lunch with his daughter, waits two hours then flies him back to Mammoth, then puts the the jet back to bed in OC. That's about 1,400 miles and a whole lot of jet fuel burned so the hypocrite could have a nice lunch on the coast. Like I said, none of these people actually care about climate change. None of them believe in climate change. Not a single solitary one of them. On that issue, pollution, I understand that you came here with a private
4: jet. Uh, Is that an environmental way to travel? If you offset your carbon, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling.
3: (laughs) None of them actually care. None of them. None of them believe in it. They all believe in money and power, and that's it. Jesse, my dad and I watched your interview with Tucker and instantly became hooked. Your full support of American values is patriotic and something admirable during a time when having those values isn't considered cool. With that in mind, trying to learn history with an unbiased lens is challenging in these times. How would you go about learning the rich history of our nation and our world without having a strong left bias? Please give my pops, Neil, a shout out. He would love it. Hey, shout out, Neil. Blessings to you and your family. Neil, one, I wish the best for you. Two, if you're looking for ways to learn about America and the world, to be honest, and I know this sucks, you're going to have to go old. What I mean by that is I wouldn't read a history book that wasn't written before 1960, 1970. Stick with the older stuff. It's much, much, much more accurate. And I'll tell you, a lot of these books, the ones you really want, the ones who give you the real scoop on things – They're the ones that were written by the people who actually saw the things right after it. So if you're interested in uh, a World War II, I'm sure there are great modern World War II books. Go find one written in the 50s. That dude still has those memories burned into his mind. That's before the communists took over all the books and decided everything has to be written with an America sucks perspective. Trust me on that. One last email here. Dear, dear Frito Bandito, showgun of all broadcast media, Chris. First, you need to apologize to Chris on air for slandering him by implying that he finds Lori Lightfoot attractive. That was clearly a bit you made up for the show because there's no way he or any other sane person would consider such a notion. Chris, you want to tell him? You want to tell him or should I? Oh, it wasn't a bit. Uh, I'm telling you right now, as the good Lord himself is my witness, Chris said to me yesterday that Lori Lightfoot was hot. Did you or did you not say that, Chris? Chris said before she sold her soul to Satan. I don't care what was sold to Satan, buddy. There's no possible way you can possibly think that. I've, I, honestly, I've been questioning everything ever since. Nothing makes sense anymore. Biden admits he wants to ban some types of handguns. Biden wants to ban all handguns. Let's be clear about this. The left wants to ban every single weapon you have. Why? Because they want you disarmed. Why? Because they want the freedom to hurt you. They do. These people want the freedom to hurt you if you don't do what you're told. It's not that they want to hurt you. It's just they want the ability to hurt you if you don't do what you're told. That's how these people think. With the current budget, cutting ships is necessary for the Navy long-term. That's according to USNI News. Yeah, sure. Cut those ships. It's fine by me. Just know, like I've warned you about on this show, time and time and time and time again, if China gets to the point where they can sweep our Navy off the sea, then hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of Americans are going to die. That is a fact. Daily COVID deaths in Sweden hit zero as other nations brace for more lockdowns. Why are there ever lockdowns? Why are lockdowns considered a solution for coronavirus? Lockdowns didn't work at all. We see the evidence. We see the places that locked down. We see the places that didn't lock down. Lockdowns didn't work. This is from the Bangkok post, Swedish prisoners, take guards, hostage, demand pizza as ransom. You can laugh at these prisoners. If you've ever been stuck in a situation, maybe militarily, maybe, I don't know where you didn't have access to good food for long periods of time. Let's just say this towards the end of my time in Iraq. I probably would have done some violent things in order to have access to some good food. Look, I'm serious. I wish it wasn't that way, but when you don't have it, that's all you can think about. Well, I was over there. I swear I thought about food as much as I thought about women. The food sucked. It was, it was just awful. It was the worst part about it, plus those MREs. This is why I'm not going to live very long. Those MREs, they had to have taken years off of my life. I think my guts are just one big block of granite at this point. <laughs> all right. We're going to have a blast. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. If you missed any part of the show, go download the podcast. That's all.
2: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a BNB with an ocean view